0: Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with Opel, Crossland, Corsa and Mocha. Three good reasons to visit the Opel Open Road event
1: delighted to say that Jerry Murphy senior forecaster with MetAaron, is with me here in the studio and Jerry we need you we need you this morning um, you're going to bring us up to date with what's happening over the course of the morning but the first thing you want to tell us about is is the extension of the orange warning what's happening
2: yes indeed Claire thank you for having me uh, the orange warning has been extended um up this for this evening and tonight up into uh, Sligo and Leitrim what happens what will happen is as the storm moves across the country those very strong northwesterly winds will initially this afternoon affect West Munster, then this evening predominantly up through Connacht. So then tonight then, early tonight the strongest of those winds is then going to extend onto Sligo and Leitrim. So the warning for Sligo and Leitrim orange level warning is basically valid from 8pm this evening until 8am. Uh, that's Sligo and Leitrim, is it? That's Sligo and Leitrim.
1: And, and what about Donegal? I and see then
2: Donegal, as again, as the storm continues to move, the strong northwesterly winds develop further to the north. So Donegal, then the orange level warning starts at 2am and continues tomorrow until 2pm.
1: And the other counties that are already in Orange remain in Orange over that period. Yes,
2: all the warnings for the other counties that have been issued are valid still for the times that have been designated. And these warnings for sligo Leitrim from 8pm until 8am and then Donegal from 2am until 2pm tomorrow, they've been added to the list as the storm moves.
1: Is it playing out as you expected it so far?
2: Uh, yes, very much so. It's uh, the, the rainfall that has, the heavy rainfall that has crossed the country. It, ha- it did actually even give some sleet and s- some, some small amounts of snow in parts of the northwest. And it's pushing through quite quickly. So the east of the country, the warning there for the eastern coastal counties, that's, that's orange level warning, is valid this morning. So for eastern coastal counties, those very strong winds will continue for a time, but we do expect it to improve then as you move into the early afternoon. And that orange level warning for the east coast is valid until one p.m. But one of the main reasons that warning was issued was due to the fact that we do have a high tide and a high surge um, in the late morning. So the high tide for eastern areas will be from about eleven till eleven thirty to about one one p.m. So
1: about an hour and an hour, or an hour and a half from now
2: yes that's when the high tide so that's there that's the, the the times at which there is the greatest threat up along the east coast of of some coastal flood of some coastal flooding so people in coastal areas and uh, emergency services to be aware of that but then from 1pm onwards along the east coast the orange warning then is no longer.
1: Okay, I know you're going to stay with us and and give us an update over the course of the next hour at least but now I want to go to Kevin Cullenan, who's Head of Communications with the Dublin Airport Authority. Uh, Kevin, thanks very much for joining us. So the news that you have from there is that a Delta Airlines flight from New York to Dublin it was forced to divert to Amsterdam. Tell me What happened?
3: Good morning Claire. Yes. Um wind has been gusting at Dublin airport in the last while up to up to fifty knots, which has made it challenging for aircraft arriving into Dublin. Uh, the Delta aircraft made two go arounds. Uh they're allowed to do a maximum of three, but on after the second failed attempt to, to land at Dublin, the captain made the prudent decision to divert to Amsterdam. Um There have been a number of other cancellations today um, to Paris and to Munich. The best advice we're continuing to give passengers is just to check in with your airline in advance of travel today because, as Jerry has alluded to, um, those winds are continuing to gust on the the eastern coast uh, and may prove challenging for aircraft trying to land in Dublin and then subsequent departures from Dublin could be impacted by that also.
1: OK, so so is there an overall rule now on what's happening with Dublin Airport or is are planes making attempts still to come in and, and leave?
3: Well, obviously safety is the number one priority for everyone. Um, the wind direction can't change uh, and these winds have been gusting you know, between 45 and 57 knots at times. And um, Again, depending on the aircraft type um, and the wind direction, um, the airlines just have to be prudent that that the wind gusts are below um, the the, the maximum uh, safety limits that they can either take off or land in. So it is a very fluid situation, unfortunately, today. Majority of flights, the early morning wave of departures all departed on schedule. Um, but again, just it's, it's just good practice for the rest of the day, just to keep an eye with your airline's website uh, and to check in and uh, see what is the current status of individual flights. Majority in Dublin Airport have been operating to schedule with a few spot cancellations.
1: OK, and uh, this Ryanair London Stansted to Cork flight, that had to divert to Shannon again. That was due to high winds at Cork.
3: Correct. I mean, um, the early morning departures out of Cork, the, the first flight at 6.30, Amsterdam, did depart. Um, Aer Lingus has cancelled all of its schedule out of Cork for today, both arrivals and departures. Uh, Ryanair did get one flight away, um, their service to Birmingham, but then the incoming London Danstead flight uh, experienced, um, you know, the eye of the storm in Cork at the moment. Uh, and again, these severe gusts, um, the aircraft went into a holding pattern over North Cork before making the decision to divert to Shannon Airport.
1: Okay. It sounds like a pretty fluid situation there, Kevin. As you say, if anyone is planning to fly today, they need to keep a good eye on the airline websites in particular.
3: Absolutely. I mean, um, as I was saying Cork, uh, Air Lingus has cancelled all services. Ryanair going to make a decision presently on their remaining uh, five services today. at KLM have already cancelled their lunchtime departure to Amsterdam. So very few flights and now scheduled to operate out of Cork, given the the red uh, alert. Yeah, you know, it down. So
1: all right, Kevin. We'll keep in touch with you if there are any further updates throughout the morning. That's Kevin Cullinan at the Dublin Airport Authority. Let's go to Donny Gall now and Gary Martin. Director of Information Systems and Emergency Services at Donegal County Council. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Claire. Um, now, we're hearing that things are going to change in Donegal over the next little while. What's been happening there so far?
4: Yeah, well, this morning we've been having primarily southeast winds with uh, quite a bit of precipitation, sleet and snow, our, our gritters were out. From earlier this morning with snow plows on and we've had some snow accumulations in parts of the county. Some quite high ones. We've lost quite a bit of power up in the west of the county around Gidor. Uh, I think around about fourteen thousand houses are, are currently without power at the present time. And we have some of our infrastructure as well. One of our bridges up in North dungal has been closed as well as a result of, of, of crosswinds. But our primary concern is as we go into tonight, and as Jerry would have said earlier. Uh, there is a, an orange one warning now for going to effect from two AM tomorrow until two PM tomorrow afternoon. And there's a substantial, I suppose, coastal uh, surge as well of waves uh, you know, being driven onshore by those ones. So it's something that we're we're going to be looking at quite closely now in the next few hours with a view to seeing if there's any I suppose pre deployment of resources that we need to put into any of our coastal towns or villages. So
1: you need to prepare for after midnight tonight when things are likely to change?
4: Yeah, yeah, I think like we're we're getting the leading edge of it now with the south easterly ones, the ones turned around then to the northwest late tonight, and that's when they'll be hitting, the, I suppose, the coast of Donegal, effectively from Famine Head down down to Bloody Foreland and down to the south of Donegal Bay.
1: So you've got wind, you've got rain, you've got snow, but it's this evening and tomorrow morning that maybe you're you're a little more worried about Gary.
4: We are, yeah. Look, there's challenging driving conditions here this morning at Donegal, but we, we, we've been out and about and I think we're, we're satisfied that there hasn't been anything too impactful. But uh, tonight is, uh, I think, going to be a slightly, it'll be a, at a slightly more escalated level
1: here in Donegal. Gary, thanks very much for joining us this morning. We're going to go to Louth now to Paddy Malone of the Dundalk Chamber of Commerce. Good morning to you, Paddy.
5: Good morning, Claire.
1: So you were waking up this morning in Black Rock outside Dundalk this morning. What are things like there?
5: Uh, extremely windy. It, it was squally. It, it wasn't heavy rain, but it was enough to make you soaking and want to get stay in, you know. So, um and what was noticeable on the way into town this morning was the traffic was exceptionally light I think everybody has taken the common sense that RTÉ and everybody else has been broadcasting in a state at home passing the DKIT it looked like a a holiday season Uh, so thankfully the only thing on the road in town itself was loads of bins empty bins the the bin men had been out had done their job fair play to them but um, the empty bins were easy target for the winds
1: Okay, and what about the expectations now for the coming hours because you've got high tide approaching around Around lunchtime,
5: yeah, that has tied issue into Blackrock at about one o'clock, and Dundalk at about a quarter past one. And we both are very, are very low lying, so there's a fair amount of concern, particularly in Blackrock, over um, possible flooding. So. We've been through this route before. I mean, I'm from—I'm a native of the Rock. Uh, um, we know what to do. Everybody has sandbags. Everybody's ready for it. Um, so it's just a matter of asking people to uh, common sense and not to put their own lives at risk. Because you see it every time. I, I think of photographs that have been taken in the past in the area where people were foolish—spectacular photographs, but foolish.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Paddy. Thanks very much for that update. And uh, as I say, Jerry Murphy is staying with me here in the studio from Metair. it is that. Point this afternoon on the East Coast that you mentioned as well around one o'clock high tide that's a big concern
2: uh, Yes that's the biggest concern uh, in the East Coast really um, and the the wind, the south, the southeast winds are will, are pushing the waves uh, up in in onshore as well. Mm-hmm. So at high tide, that's the greatest concern for areas up along the east coast, and in particular the the Dundalk Bay, the Dundock Bay area, because it is uh, somewhat enclosed when a southeasterly wind uh, uh, pushes pushes the waves up there too. So really, um, but after then, after one pm. 1.30pm, the the risk along the east coast then of flooding uh, recedes significantly because the, the then we're moving past high tide and the wind direction will be pushing away from the shore and the winds will be that bit lighter as well in the east.
1: OK, what about the outlook then over the next couple of hours for Munster, where we have well, the Munster, red alert?
2: Yes, Munster is really going to get, the worst of this, especially West Munster and especially through the morning. So Kerry Cork really right the way through the morning. There are very um, just looking at my charts here at the moment, there were extremely strong winds in Shirken this morning. And as we go through the morning and the afternoon, really, West Munster is going to get a real hammering, especially the coastal areas, because we do have those violent storm force winds at sea, which then push in from the west. And then there are, we can expect the severe gusts uh, with those. So everything is so far is going as forecast. And the more recent forecasts that I'm looking at here on the laptop are consistent with the previous forecasts, which means that the red level warnings will be, the red, red level winds will be reached in those areas.
1: OK, and that's over the next couple of hours then in Monster, If people have heeded the warning so far to stay at home, you're saying don't move.
2: Absolutely not. Uh, remember, a red level warning is a threat to life and a threat to 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 property. Uh, so, the the core message of a red. Level of warning is stay at home, stay indoors, cancel
1: everything. Okay, so it's all going to plan, it's all going as you would have expected, um, Jerry. Yes, at this, it at is. It, is, in it time. is
2: playing out as expected so far, and and all the forecasts are consistent. So it is a storm that we do expect to play out as forecast, which means that the warnings need to be heeded very, very uh, rigidly.
1: Okay, well, Jerry, you are uh, staying with us. We've got lots of people around the country to talk to, but we're going to take a quick break now.
0: Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. Just
1: have a statement here from the ESB. More than 59,000 electricity customers are without power around the country. Gale force winds associated with Storm Barra. Gusts of over 130 kilometres an hour have caused damage to the electricity network affecting these uh, more than 59,000 homes, farms and businesses. Now they're doing their best uh, to fix these but obviously they need to be mindful of their staff and of the weather and they remind people that if you come across fallen wires or damaged electricity uh, network, never ever touch or approach these because they're live and extremely dangerous. That's over 59,000 people who are without power. We're going to go now to uh, Inish more and I'm joined on the line by Dr. Marion Broderick, who's a GP on the island who we've spoken to on this programme before. Good morning to you, Dr. Broderick. Good morning. So, what has the morning been like for you there?
6: Well, it's uh, pretty windy here, and uh, it certainly was extremely windy at 7 o'clock this morning. But I'm not sure why you're actually asking me. You would be much better asking any fisherman or any lifeboat man on the island for a suss on the weather. Um, However, uh, it was really blowing hard this morning at 7 Mm -hmm. o'clock. In fact, I live directly across the road from the shore, and the spray was hitting my front door and my windows.
1: Obviously, um, though for you, Marion.
6: now. I think it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's 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 calmed a lot now, and there's no damage done. Well, that's um, good to
1: hear. But the concern for you is that if anybody suffers any sort of an incident or an accident, you've got to get them uh, to to hospital, and that's going to prove difficult if this situation continues.
6: Well, fortunately, we always have the lifeboat and she's here on station. Um, But I have to say, when your researcher phoned me this morning, it was early. And uh, my initial thought was uh, my patients don't generally call me at that hour of the morning unless they're in trouble. And then if they're in trouble, it's trouble for everyone. Because you have to think before you even lift the phone. uh, If we have to get out of here now, how are we going to do that? So obviously today, very prudently, the ferry cancelled this morning and it wasn't there. I don't expect there will be any flight from Eran either. So um, if uh, we did have to send somebody out now, it would be either the helicopter or the lifeboat. And uh, I think the lifeboat would be the most likely
1: choice. Yeah, it's a whole other set of challenges that you have to deal with there, Marianne, isn't it?
6: Well, it is indeed. But, um, you know, that's what you get for living on an island. Absolutely. But I have to say, really, it's... um, we have seen this kind of weather before. It's not. It's not anything, you know, more than what we've seen before. But obviously, it's. Um to people to use their God-given intelligence and heed the Met Office warnings.
1: Well, stay with us there, Marion, because as you know, I've Jerry Murphy from Metair and sitting here with me in the studio. Just where Marion is there uh, on Anishmore, saying things are, are calm enough, uh, Marion, I think you said, at the moment. Is, yes. is that well, I wouldn't say you?
6: calm enough, but that they have come down. OK, come it's down. It's when they what's, were at their max at 7 o'clock this morning. What's
1: the outlook for there, Jerry? Yes, well,
2: hi, Marion. The situation is is that the Depression Centre, which is the eye of the storm, So ahead of the eye of the storm, you have the very strong south, the southeast winds. And that's what Marion and um, all of the country really experienced this morning. But now that depression centre is passing over that area. So the winds there will be much lighter. But as it moves further east then, as we go through this afternoon, so from late morning afternoon, really that's when the northwesterly winds are going to kick up again and right then, through the afternoon and on through the evening and early tonight, there are going to be very, very strong northwesterly winds with severe gusts. Now, I, I absolutely respect and know that the that the islands have uh, um, experienced weather like this before, but in this instance, we are forecasting violent storm force winds at sea in those northwesterlies, which means that the that those northwesterly winds will be very gusty and will be extremely strong, and for there is a red level marine warning out in operation for that region so really as we go through from the afternoon and on through this evening and a part of tonight that's when the when the real heat of the storm is going to hit the islands
1: Alright so Marianne there could be rough times ahead thank you very much for joining us this morning Dr Marianne Broderick a GP there on Moor. High tide passed just before half past seven in Cork City Centre this morning there were reports of some flooding there and our reporter Brian O'Connell has been out and about in city, the city centre since early this morning Good morning, Brian. Morning, Claire. So set the scene for us where you are.
7: Well, I'm essentially crouched down on the South Mall in a doorway because the wind is gusting quite strongly here. So just trying to get some shelter while I talk to you. Um, We know that frontline service personnel here had been watching this storm since the middle of last week, so they were quite well prepared. Cork City Council activated its severe weather plan. The crisis management team had met. They were preparing for a tidal event, and then, of course, that changed with the red warning. Uh, Those high winds and the impact it might have on the tidal event became a concern. So up to 500 sand and gel bags, were handed out. High tide, as you said, was at 7.24 this morning and as anticipated, it didn't result in damage deeper within the city centre. So essentially what you had, Claire, were areas that generally flood during tidal events here, Wandsford Quay, Fodermachu Quay, they were underwater, up to about a foot of water in places but I suppose what helped was that people had stayed at home so traffic wasn't moving the water around, if you like but there was a point where it was touch and go the water did come across the south Mall from the keys area and come Coming up to 7am I observed staff from the Imperial Hotel, they were scrambling to erect a flood barrier, uh, unsure at that stage if the water would cross the South Mall and enter the building, thankfully it didn't.
1: And as has been pointed out this is an all too regular event in Cork city centre.
7: I mean I was here in October 2020 that's the last significant tidal flooding event. There is a long term plan in place to try and address this. I met a woman this morning whose business was flooded 17 years ago but there have been various legal challenges but it's likely now that will progress uh, and, the, and the movement will happen on those flood defence works. The attention now turns here to the rest of today and already I've seen reports of events associated with strong winds for example the roof of a mobile home being lifted off uh, trees down in areas as you expect. It's a challenge for crews because under a red warning, as you know, they can't go on site until after the red warning has been lifted. Uh, A little over an hour ago, I met with Simon Lyons. He's the Senior Executive Engineer in the Drainage Division of Cork City Council. They'd been just going through and finishing up their flood response. Then he was saying the focus was turning to the rest of today. They're asking the public to phone in emergencies 021 4924 000. He was telling me, Claire, the water level rose to 2.68 millimetres. Now, the threshold for damage further inside the city is 2.7 millimetres. So, you can see just how close the flooding event came to causing further damage.
1: Right on the edge there. Have you had other reports from Cork County at this stage, Brian?
7: Yes, reports coming in in Bantry, for example, an estimated 23 premises affected uh, high tide uh, this morning. There was just after half past six, but there were issues beginning to emerge from about half past five onwards. It's likely that tide will remain high for a number of hours in Bantry due to the storm and wave action. Flooding also on the back street in Yall, that's now receding. Uh, Multiple reports again, as you can imagine, of trees down and roads flooded throughout the county in Cork.
1: What about the impact today, Brian, on services?
7: Impact is very significant. I mean, it's an eerily quiet city centre at the moment. All bus, air and services cancelled. Many of the major retailers closed. A major impact on hospital services, education facilities, multi-storey car parks. The vaccination centre behind me at Cork City Hall, which is one of the largest in the country. All those vaccinations postponed, likely to be rescheduled for a Thursday. And flood barriers erected in places uh, such as Fermoy and Mallow. Uh, then there's, of course, the loss in business, the loss for hospital hospitality especially Clare coming on the back of those restrictions which limited numbers so it's the last thing business owners needed today.
1: Absolutely and Brian we will keep in touch with you over the course of the morning but staying in Cork now Kevin Harlehy joins me from Cork City and Kevin we had a chat last night on the television programme you have three central shops you were closing two of them you'd been asked by the emergency services to keep one open how's it going there today?
8: Hi Claire, good morning. Yeah, all all good here. Um, the sun is actually shining, but um, I wouldn't fancy being in the in the water today. The the, the tide is uh, it's actually going out at the moment, and it's going out at a massive pace. I was just near the Clayton Hotel a while ago, having a look at it. But um, it, we're actually quiet. The city is very very quiet. Everybody has really heeded the uh, the warnings, and they're all staying at home. Um, I would imagine that we would probably be a little bit busier later on. There has been a few incidents around the city. I'm sure you heard that there was a lady fell off a balcony of an apartment uh, on Mead Street this morning, um, unfortunately, and, uh, you know, the the emergency services are going to obviously be at full exit. but uh, we have our Grand Parade store open there today. We have closed the
1: other two. Okay, well we have uh, Jerry Murphy with us from Met Aaron and I would assume you'd be telling Kevin now and everyone in Cork not to be getting too comfortable even though the sun is shining. Uh,
2: absolutely. Um, the the main threat of uh, coastal flooding has receded as since high tide has passed but Cork County is going to get uh, a severe um, blast from the winds as we go through the rest of today. The as I mentioned about the eye of the storm, the eye of the storm is further north over the country so for a time some parts of the Midlands will have somewhat lighter winds but then to the so- south of that eye that's where the strongest winds occur and really as we go through really all through the day Cork is uh, county Cork is are going to get severe winds. Now certainly the western half of the county will get the worst of those simply because it's further to the west and the winds are coming in from the west. But really all of the county is, uh, as the winds swing around around now to a more westerly direction they're going to pick up again. So right the way through the rest of the day it's going to be uh, extremely windy over much of County Cork. So again, I would urge everyone to heed the red-level warning.
1: Yeah, Kevin, I know you were aware of that, that this isn't certainly isn't over at this stage. No, no, it's not over
8: at all. Um, I'd be looking forward to this time tomorrow, hopefully when it is over. Um, but look, all we can do is just, as they say, batten down the hatches and, um, you know, fingers crossed there isn't any injuries or anything like that. But I would just say that the city is very, very quiet. It's, it's, it's a bit like Christmas Day here. It's so quiet, you know.
1: Okay, well, people have heeded the warnings. Were you out of bread last yeah. night, by the way, before you you closed?
8: Uh, yeah, Brendan's bread is gone, I'm afraid, <laughs> because we couldn't get a delivery from um, our good friend Brian Healy this morning, unfortunately, but... We have, uh, we have baked up some of our own bread, so we, we, we have limited supply, I would say. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the Brennan's gone.
1: That's good news for people who are out of it. Uh, Kevin, thanks very much for joining us. Staying in Cork now, and Claire Nash from Nash 19 Restaurant, which is in Cork City. But Claire, I know you yourself are in Kinsale. What are you seeing there this morning?
9: Well, just as... Good morning, Claire. Just as Jerry Murphy has said, um, we certainly wouldn't be sitting on our laurels thinking it's over. It's very, very gusty here now even though it is a bit of a blue sky, but um, when it got very strongly, it's terrifying. And we certainly know in Cork, with business and just from our own, our, you know, our own selves at home, we know how dangerous this can be. Um, as you've said already, the biggest threat to business has passed this morning with no floods being reported or very little surface flooding. So we're just battening down the hatches now and we're just going to all stay in for the day, hopefully, and crack on again tomorrow.
1: Every and you, season for us, really, and you from say the, where we are. The experienced sailors who you've been in touch with are concerned that they might not see the real uh, hard end of this storm until this afternoon.
9: Yeah, well, it's certainly the wind has um, has swung, and as Jerry says, it's going to go to northwesterly. It's not there yet, and um, the southeasterly is the biggest threat to business in the city. Um, but down here, it is westerly now. Southwesterly, it looks like. Um, and that's not the worst win for us, Claire. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, everybody has done what they can do, certainly down here in Consail, they seem to have. And in Cork, it's just the worry would be for the semi-permanent structures that people have erected and spent an awful lot of money on. That's the worry now. Will they survive if they haven't been able to?
1: take them down. Yeah, and we've chatted a number of times over the course of the pandemic, mm-hmm. all those structures that you put in place so that people could continue to eat outside, all of those had to be removed last night or most of them.
9: Yeah, yeah, very much so. They're, they're gone in. Princess Street is desolate this morning. Um, Kevin actually just operates around the corner from us. But you sure, look, this is what you do. You know, we're seriously resilient when it comes to weather down here um, with COVID, with the whole lot. Sure, look, Clare, you know, it is what it is. This is what we do. This is, you know, this is another occurrence in the year. Yeah, it's the back end of the year that we wish it wasn't happening, but it is. We have and to, hopefully we have to go through it. it,
1: don't we? We don't. We can't go around it. We have mm-hmm. to go through it. Mm-hmm. Claire, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you well over the coming hours. Harold Kingston now is IFA Munster Regional Chairman, and Harold has a coastal farm in Cork, MacSharry, Court in Cork. Uh, good morning, Harold.
0: Good morning, Claire.
1: What's happening there?
0: Yeah, we're we're slightly farther west than Kintail again, um, uh, and and as, as two famous West Cork rowers said in, in, in the past, we're used to a bit of wind in West Cork. <laughs> yeah. um, but look, the, the the reality, I suppose, from from a farming point of view, it, it is actually good that it has sw- swung around to the southwest because most of us we we would you know all all the trees kind of slope away from the southwest, so and the leaves have gone off, them, so that's a big help um most sheds would be would be closed to the southwest as well so um so we're 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 reasonably well prepared from that side of it um if you think back to ophelia that came from the south um and and that's how it did did an awful lot of damage in this area because we're not used to storms and in a direct south uh direction um the southeast likewise uh we we would be um very badly hit here as well Mm -hmm. uh in in corporate the same all all the bays face that kind of direction um, at the same as Cork City. And how was so, the weather so
1: over the last few hours, Harold? Did things seem as though they were easing a little earlier?
0: Yeah, well, it, as such, it was it was it wasn't too bad around, around seven o'clock. No, it wasn't too bad, and and it, it's, it suddenly started building from from nine until ten. There's a slight lull again there now at the moment, um, but but I look, we're 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 aware of the fact that this is this is unusual and that it is slow moving. Um, so anything can happen from from here on. As such, um, power has jumped here in, in the last few minutes, but that it it's uh, it, it's still going. Um, so we, we're reasonably well prepared for this, but that it 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 is literally a case. You know, when if if you see something going, you you stand back and wave it goodbye because there's no point in in trying to repair anything during a storm. Yeah, I know that's um, where- I, I have a policy here of of you know, literally you, you you don't walk straight across the yard because anything can fly past you.
1: Yes, um, and that's and your and message go. with your IFA hat on. You just want to offer that advice to other farmers. Just leave it for now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, Look, you, you, the best laid plans are, are, are there, but when the adrenaline kicks in and you see something going wrong, you tend to, to, to go for it to try and save something, and it's not worth it. Um, your, your own life is, is worth far more than, than any shed or, or, or doorway or, or whatever, um, you know, the stock. Are 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 secure. Leave them alone. Um, they'll, they'll be fine in a couple of hours' time when you get back to them, um, and, and look after yourself. And and look, just be conscious as well that there there could be a, there could be a neighbour that um, that is in a very exposed spot, and maybe it's it, it's something that you need to do to, to check on them at some stage during the day as well.
1: Well, Harold, uh, thanks for being with us this morning. Harold Kingston, their IFA Munster Regional Chairman. Let's go to Kerry now in Port McGee. Jar Kennedy is there. Jar owns the Moorings Hotel and Restaurant in Port McGee. Good morning to you Jar.
10: Morning, Claire. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? How are morning. things there? Uh, things
10: there. Oh things there. Winds are very high. Um, very heavy rain. Uh, started off this morning. We said, "Oh, we're going to get away with this." You know, it's not too bad. But from about nine thirty on, it just hit us. Um, the boats, certain and all, are tied up. The fishing boats are tied up, and everything is secure. You know, no flooding, but but very high winds, very strong gusts of wind, and there's slate. Even in my own house here, the slate are being taken off it one by one. You know, really. Yeah, it's pretty bad now. I haven't seen it this bad in a long time. Claire. Is that
1: only in the last hour the slates have started to come off?
10: It's, it's. Yeah, I would say with the last half an hour, and you know, I'm listening there to the other lads and, uh, and saying I thought it was over, but I mean, it's coming. It, it comes in in gusts and then it calms but it's, it's it seems to be long term, you know.
1: And what about the business? All closed up today, Jer.
10: Business closed, clear, Yeah, we decided it was safer, you know, and because. Look, everything else was closing up schools and all that and all the boats, the fishermen were, you know, we're kind of a bit of ahead here because the fishermen give you a heads up on what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suppose the wind at the moment is is like is west, so it's not too bad, but we're worried it's going to change to north uh, at about 12, I think. So that's, that's the hardest wind for us here, you know.
1: OK, Jerry. anything to say to Ger there in Kerry?
2: Um, hi, Ger. Uh, yes, what, what you've said is is really what we, we expect. Um, the wind is actually going to get stronger over you over the next few hours. That westerly wind is actually increasing at the moment. So really, right the way through the morning, the westerly wind is going to get very strong. Then this afternoon, it will turn around to a northwesterly. It's it's not going to turn to north, but it will turn around to a northwesterly. But it's going to continue very stormy right the way through the afternoon. You may get a slight easing as you go through this evening and early tonight. Uh, And at that stage, the wind does turn around to a more north to northwest direction. But overall, you're, as they say... You're down for the day, basically. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be extremely windy there in West Kerry, uh, South Kerry, and West Kerry, and really right across County Kerry, right the way through the day. It, it's getting the, the the full the full impact of of the the strongest winds.
1: Sure, no <coughs> surprise there for you.
2: No
10: surprise there. We're well used to it, but this is this is kind of frightening. This one more so, you know.
1: All right. Well, look. Good luck over the course of, of the next few hours. It's not easy facing in to that. Let's go to Mayo now. Belmullet and photojournalist Fergus Sweeney is there. Good morning, Fergus. Hi,
11: Claire. Good morning.
1: What's been happening in Belmullet?
11: Uh, so in Belmullet, currently uh, the situation. Just listening to your other contributors there, it's quite calm here in Belmullet at the minute. And um, we did have serious heavy rain earlier on in the morning, um, and so personally that that would have flooded through my kitchen door and into my kitchen. I was greeted by a few inches of water oh, no. um,
1: this morning. Yeah,
11: just this morning, but it's actually it's actually quite calm now. We do we have had some heavy downpours of rain, and um, the wind it's um, it's it, it's nothing nothing to talk about here at the minute. It is picking up slightly, but it is relatively calm. But I think for for people in the area here, they're quite aware that this for us could be an evening afternoon kind of event. You know, so people are bracing for after lunch uh, and to see what what will come. We did have the sea cross the road at one or two locations this morning on high tide, but comparable or comparable. To other years gone by and other storms, it didn't seem that bad. So again, I suppose we're just holding out now to see what happens after lunchtime.
1: Okay, are they right to be concerned about later on today, uh, Jerry? Yes,
2: from really from about three pm onwards. Um, uh, or even 2pm County Mayo then the winds pick up and then really the really strong winds then very strong northwesterly winds will continue then for the rest of the day tonight good part of tonight easing that bit then overnight so for North Connacht there certainly it's it's, uh, the second half of the day and tonight
1: Did you get the water out of the kitchen Fergus?
10: I did I have towels at the back door so all my towels are being used for water collection
1: (laughs) It's just the damage that that leaves behind it's a grim situation to have to face
11: Yeah, yeah. And especially when you're not expecting you're going for breakfast and you suddenly end up with wet feet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wet feet and a bowl of cornflakes. Lovely. There you go.
11: There
0: you go. Fergus,
1: thanks very much indeed. Coming up next, we'll be speaking to the Minister for the Office of Public Works and Flood Relief, Patrick O'Donovan.
0: Email todaycb at rte.ie Today, with Clare Byrne on RTE Radio One,
1: and we're joined now on the line by the Minister for the Office of Public Works and Flood Relief, Patrick O'Donovan. Good morning, Minister.
12: Good morning, Clare. So
1: you've been updated by local councils right throughout the morning. What's the latest information you have on the areas that are being hit so far?
12: Well, I, I suppose um, the, the, the worst affected areas are the southwest and the, the south, as predicted. And uh, the modelling that met um, here and then the OPW have uh, put together. Uh, has been fairly accurate. Um, so far, the, the, the South West is, is getting a particularly bad battering. Um, uh, where I'm here in my own part of the world in West Limerick at the moment, it, it is particularly rough out there at the moment. And the message from the local authorities is if you don't have to go out, don't go out. Um, uh, you know, what we've seen at the moment in the reports, I've just after leaving the meeting of the National Coordination Committee to, to come on your call, um, the worst affected area at the moment. Uh, is Bantry. There has been flooding in in Cork uh, and Kerry. Um, Some overlapping as well. uh, Some minor overlapping in Limerick with trees down and things like that. Um, uh, A lot of power outages in Donegal. Um, A lot of concern in the northwest. particularly the wind is going to turn later on in the afternoon. So the the worst uh, there impact uh, expected later in the afternoon. And then in the east coast, high tide expected in the east coast. Um, later in the afternoon, um, but I think uh, you know this, this storm is by no means over because the rainfall um, modelling and I was just cut the tail end of the weather forecast there uh, before I came on. Um, you know the weather gauges that the OPW would have fit in to Meheren's uh, data in the last couple of days uh, are incredibly low for this time of the year, so you know they might have escaped uh, in some parts of the country so far because of the. The, the the levels in the rivers ha- are for this seasonally, you know, incredibly low. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a you know, a lot of rain out there that that's not going to fall, that's going to cause us problems um in the time ahead. So this storm it has by no means um abated and what we would be saying to people is to continue to heed the advice from the local authorities and to yeah, you know tune into programmes like your own where yeah, you're in see- the middle of a red for Corks yeah, and Kerry and Clare is going into red.
1: And Minister, we're hearing from people in places like Dublin where it's been pretty calm this morning overall apart from the gusts and their children are off school and they're wondering why that decision was taken. Are, are you saying that the biggest problem now is that people will believe at this stage that the storm has passed?
12: Yeah, well this is always a danger that as, as the storm moves as well um, and an area moves into the centre of the storm uh, you actually go into the as part of it and it's the tail end of it Uh, can give you the wallop Um, and Evelyn Cusack I think said this yesterday that as the wind changes and as the the, the storm actually moves overhead you uh, it's the back end of it will catch you Um, and uh, this storm will move from uh, south to southwesterly to north to north to northwesterly so you know the other counties haven't been affected to the same extent as Cork, Kerry, Limerick and Clare um, they, you know, they are going to, we know that, um, particularly with tidal especially, um, in the in the mid to late afternoon and into the evening. Uh, and as well as that, we still have a high tide in those other places that have already been affected. So we don't know how they're going to fare out later on in the afternoon as well. Okay. And when and it comes to the,
1: the emergency planning side of this, and you said you just stepped out of that meeting. Donegal has been updated to a status orange warning for later on and and overnight. If the orange weather warning remains in the other counties, will the schools remain closed?
12: Well, the Department of Education will continue to monitor that uh, and their officials will link in with the Minister for Education who made the decision yesterday based on that. And I suppose, you know, this is the issue when you have a uh, I suppose, the system based on a traffic light where you're dividing country down into counties. And I, I highlighted yesterday at this meeting, uh, based on my own part of the world, where the Shannon Estuary and the West Limerick area, for instance, where you have a situation like Glyn in County Limerick is two miles or three miles away from the Kerry border and children are expected to go to school in an orange area, but three miles up the road is a yes. red area. So there is a difficulty always in associated with that. But you have a situation, for instance, in County Cork, where Mitchellstown is in the red area, but the is in the red area, and it's an enormous area between them. So, look, weather forecasters can only model based on the data that's presented to them. And I think, to be fair, you have to err on the side of caution. Uh, and, like, people remember Storm Darwin previously, and we, we brought in the modelling after that based on a precautionary principle. And this is about making sure that we didn't have parents arriving to school gates in the middle of a storm to take children home, which is the worst possible scenario you don't want that. Um, so this was about making sure that, first of all, lives are protected. And there's trees down all over my own area. checked in with um, Limerick County Council, for instance, before I came on the call here. While there hasn't been any roads blocked, uh, um, you know, and, and Limerick County Council's outdoor workers and OBW outdoor, outdoor workers are out. And I want to acknowledge all the outdoor staff of the local authorities care that are out any ESP staff that are out already as we speak. Uh, you know, uh, clearing roads and reinstating power lines uh, when you wouldn't put out a dog today. Um, yeah, you know we have a situation where you couldn't possibly have children going into school and then if it did turn from orange to red parents invariably myself included would turn up at the school gate which is the worst possible thing to do Yes uh, um, very so dangerous decision was taken last night in the interest of safety of children and parents okay, well, and Rogers and like
1: Minister O'Donovan I have Jerry uh, Murphy here from Metair in, uh, in front of me and that is always the difficulty when you're doing the orange and the red warning zones that people will be on the border and they might have different rules to follow but it's it's as close as possible to getting it right I'm sure you would say Gerry.
2: Um Yes indeed just to add to what the Minister said there he, he was correct when he says that as the storm moves uh, the eye of the storm will mean that in certain places at certain times the winds would be that bit lighter but today given the nature of this storm that the actual depression, storm depression itself is moving directly over the country That does mean that the wind's directions, the wind speeds will change at different times in different areas throughout the storm. So it's imperative that people do look very closely at the warnings because um, the timing of the warnings is... Are specifically written to, for people in specific areas to take account of what's going to happen in their in their area. In,
1: in the next couple of hours, so you need to be checking it fairly regularly. Would you say?
2: Well, the, the, you'd really need to check it. Check it every couple every couple of hours for you, for your area. But all warnings that are out will last for the period that they are have been issued for through the day. And as I said, this morning we added uh, Leitrim, Sligo and Donegal. So we may add other areas. To, there may be changes to those warnings at some point as we go through the rest of the day as things things evolve. But in this instance, for this storm, because it's moving directly over the country and because the changes can take place um, through the day as we go along, it's... People should not be led into any false sense of security just because the wind is light at a particular yeah, time. It's a
1: changing situation. Because it's, as it's the a changing situation.
2: Said. And do check met.e, check the warnings right regularly through the day.
1: Okay, well, Jerry, you're going to stay with us and bring us uh, updates as we go through the morning. But Minister Patrick O'Donovan, thanks for taking the time out to thanks talk to share. us this morning continue now with our Storm Barra coverage. Jerry Murphy, Senior Forecaster with MetAaron, is with us. Jerry just had uh, Shane in touch on 51551. He'd like you to explain the eye of the storm. Is it the calmest part or the most vicious part?
2: Um, very good question. Uh, the eye of the storm is actually the calmest part. What, is hap- what happens is you have a deep area of low pressure. So the Air tries to fill in that low pressure, and it circulates rapidly around it. Now, in the case of um, a storm, the air is rising. But an equivalent analogy is when you're letting water out of a bath. Basically, you remove the plug hole, and the water then flows down. But as you at, at the the hole in the bath, you see the water circulating, circulating, circulating around it. But at the very centre, there's nothing. Uh, so it's quiet it's, in the centre. It's quiet in the centre, and uh, it's 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 not the same thing, but it's equivalent with a, a storm. We have the, what we call an area of convergence, and as the air converges, it rises and circulates around the area of low pressure very very rapidly. And the deeper the low pressure, it's the equivalent of uh, the deeper the low pressure. It means it's the equivalent of a very steep hill, which means that. Uh, it's trying to it will move the air will move more rapidly around it and so that's when we get a storm but at the center of that at the center of where it's circulating it's actually calm and as we go through uh, today you will find that for for parts of the day in the midlands and ulster there will be very little wind but then as it moves to the south and to the west of that then, the winds pick up once again, those northwesterly Things winds.
1: Things ever changing. Anything new emerging on your charts there? I know you're watching all the time to see what's happening.
2: Um, No, the uh, basically the strongest wind so far this morning has been a gust of 71 knots in Sherkin Island, in Cork and more recently then we have basically very, very strong winds as we had from the report from Port McGee. Uh, they're in West Cork and, and West Kerry. The winds are picking up very, very strongly at the moment. Um, the, to For to the east the winds are still coming from a southeasterly direction which are strong but not as strong but really it's 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 West Monster Southwest Monster in particular where things are at their worst presently okay
1: but a changing situation which we'll come to uh, in a moment but let's get the situation on the East Coast and in Dublin with Barry Lenehan who's in Dunleary this morning what's the morning been like there Barry
13: Yes, good morning, Claire, from Dunlira Harbour here uh, in Dublin and Storm Barrow. Well, it seems to be revving up here once again after appearing to stop for a mid morning cup of tea and a biscuit uh, this morning. Uh, r- uh, wild winds all morning, up until around nine o'clock here in the capital. Uh, then Dublin really appearing to seem calm uh, uh, up until around uh, the last few minutes or so, but the winds picking up again. Uh, as I look out to the wild rolling seas here in the harbour in Dunlira, if I pivot towards my left and up towards Dublin, in towards Dublin Bay, up towards the city in the north side the sun is actually out at the moment indeed somebody in government buildings just told me they looked out the window and saw a rainbow there in the capital in the city but if I turn to my right uh, and back down towards Bray, towards Greystones, towards Wicklow the storm clouds are moving up towards us, the rain is coming, it's starting to drizzle once again and the winds are picking up and this believed to be just a brief interlude here uh, on the east coast in the capital from uh, Storm Barra, from before six o'clock, west, strong winds which caused major disruption and destruction across the capital. Uh, and the winds expected to pick up again pretty shortly. Uh, southeast winds they'll, they'll veer west and northwest across Dublin, and heavy rain we're expecting later as well. And that brings the added complication, and all eyes, as Gerry Murphy was saying there, in relation to the issue of coastal flooding and high tide, which is due here in Dublin and in, along the east coast between one and half past one this afternoon indeed at low tide the tide was already in on Dublin Bay uh, after seven o'clock this morning so expecting only an increase from there and that peak uh, between one and half one which will be keenly watched uh, with dread by some uh, flood defences already being erected by Dublin City Council in the north side in Clontarf um, along there as well uh, and indeed the winds as you can hear howling in the background they're expected to pick up further. further. Further down the east coast as well, uh, in Wicklow and Wexford, they're expecting winds and gusts there of 130 kilometres per hour. And as you've already touched as well, loud as well along the east coast So also expecting significant disruption later on as well. And flooding across many parts of the city this morning uh, as many people waking up, tucked up in beds, perhaps those venturing out, waking up to flooding right across the capital.
1: And disruption to services, Barry, along where you are in Dublin and all right down along the east coast?
13: Yes, fallen trees along Collins Avenue. Firefighters from the North Strand attended that scene uh, earlier on. Firefighters also tweeted, tweeted a picture uh, of a remarkable rescue last night. Of, uh, they rescued somebody who took shelter on a crane in the city centre late last night as well. As you could hear, Storm Barra. I must have tempted Faith because he's really picked up since I said he, uh, he was having a break. Ian uh, Roderian also reported a significant disruption along the Dart Line this morning due to a fallen tree between Dudleira and Dawkey and all eyes there, they are warning of more disruption to trade services in Dublin later on due to the potential impact of high tide. Uh, Flooding as well uh, along uh, near RTE's base in in Donnybrook also uh, towards Fibsborough and in terms of electricity services uh, 3,000 customers without power in Dublin at the moment an ESB warning, it could take until mid to late afternoon uh, before those uh, those people are reconnected to supply. Uh, Malahide. particularly Particularly affected 5,000 homes and businesses in Wicklow also without power and also a number of flights in and out of Dublin airport significantly disrupted as well um, so uh, Storm Barrow getting going again here in Dublin uh, after a, a brief break
1: Alright mind yourself uh, Mary in uh, Dunleary in Dublin we can hear the gusts there I see uh, the Gardaí are saying on Twitter that people should ensure that all of your garden furniture patio furniture trampolines are secured and they're Warning and, and we know this from previous storms that if unsecured, they can cause serious risk to the public and to traffic. And Jerry uh, Murphy, who's still here with us, I'm sure you'd agree with that because we have seen in the past that no matter where you are, when there's a yellow warning in place, a gust can come along. and If you've something unsecured in your garden, it could cause big trouble.
2: Absolutely. Um, And in this storm in particular, um, small items like patio furniture won't stand a chance. Uh, We have red and orange level warnings out and these are for serious structural damage uh, in many and trees down, etc. So um, lighter items, while you may not pass much remarks, they can cause an awful lot of damage because they can fly in very, very strong winds and then uh, break windows, hit hit people who, who for... Necessary reasons need to be need to be outside, etc. So, all, so secure all, them if you yeah, can, if it's safe them, to do so. If it's safe to do so, but if you're in the in the in the middle of the storm at present, stay in mm-hmm. uh, and let them f- fly away outside. Uh, anything that if uh, the storm is occurring, so for the places where the storm is happening at the moment, uh, your best just let things just
7: slow leave and see at in,
1: this yeah. stage. Brian O'Connell in Cork City has an update for us. Uh, Brian from Bantry.
7: Yes, um, I had mentioned earlier Claire, that 23 premises were affected this morning from about half past five onwards in Bantry, mostly business premises. The high tide was just after half past six. Uh, Damage I'm told was minimal surface water. It essentially got into those businesses and what I'm told were the usual spots for flooding in Bantry Town. Fire service personnel have told me there was a very strong surge early this morning and it overwhelmed everyone a little. That's now gone, and this afternoon, or perhaps this evening, they're expecting it to be as bad, if not worse, as the evening winds pick up. Now, there's no major damage in terms of those buildings. What had happened, Claire, is that the council had put one tonne sandbags down to essentially block off the sea. So the major storm surge was prevented from hitting Bantry Town. I'm told if they hadn't had taken that action um, in recent days, it's likely the town would have been well flooded. They are very worried in Bantry about this evening. They're resigned to the fact there is going to be another surge, but they're hoping those large one-tonne sandbags they've put down, they're hoping they're going to do their job again and that the worst of the flooding can be held back.
1: Brian, thanks for that update there from Cork. Let's go to Shannon Airport now and to Niall Maloney, Director of Operations. Good morning, Niall.
14: Good morning, Claire. How are you?
1: I'm good. You had just one flight out this morning. Is that right?
14: We had our Tenerife departure here this morning, bright and early, and we're expecting it back here at uh, just after half four this evening.
1: How many other flights then have been cancelled? Well,
14: I, I suppose at the moment, our Heathrow services, both in and out, have been cancelled. And really, at this moment, just waiting on the update on our Malaga and Stansted flights later on today. I suppose really, Claire just listen to all the various stations ringing in. You know, we're not at the heart of the storm here in Shannon yet. We expect it really later on this evening based on the weather forecasts. So wind is gusting here around about 85 kilometres an hour. We'll expect that to increase to about 120 by around 7 o'clock this evening. And that's what, in addition to trying to keep an airport operational, we need to be conscious because we're based on the Shannon of just uh, flood flooding risk as well too. So we're watching the tide on one side and we're watching the wind on the airport on the other side. OK,
1: you've got a couple of challenges there, but I uh, yes, think things are moving to a certain extent at the moment.
14: Yes, they're moving to a certain extent. We had a diversion up from Cork, but equally you don't know what will happen to us later on this evening. Our ambition at this stage is to remain operational throughout to service our customers, but I suppose really it'll be up to the air and decide in terms of the wind component what impact that may have on either landing or taking off. And as the weather changes, the wind changes going to go north north northeasterly that may have some crosswind component on aircraft landing and taking off
1: Niall thank you very much for joining us let's uh, take a look at the rail situation now Barry Kenny spokesperson for Erin roth is on the line Barry are there any services cancelled so far today?
15: Well, as we speak right now, Claire, all services are operating on all routes. We did have some earlier disruption. Uh, there was flooding uh, associated with the high tide at Waterford Station, uh, so the line was closed between Waterford and Kilkenny, but that reopened just there about 15 minutes ago. Uh, we also Uh, Earlier, as as Barry mentioned earlier, had uh, disruption between Docky and Dunleary on the dark line. And again, that's reopened. Uh, The major impact we have as we speak is that between Cork and Mallow and Cork and Tralee, we have a general speed restriction as a safety precaution. So those trains uh, are delayed by about 30 minutes. Uh, but again we obviously are uh, watching with concern, the the approaching high tide which uh, we have obviously in severe storms had uh, flood events on the the south side Dart in the past uh, but right as we speak uh, the the full network is operational.
1: But you're keeping a close eye and would it be fair to say you expect things to change as the day goes on?
15: Oh I think inevitably there'll be some changes as, as some parts of the, of the network uh, so far we've, I think, had a couple of trees down. Uh, the 7 o'clock train from Waterford to Houston was delayed by about 20 minutes because of a tree down between Bagnastown and Carlow. And, uh, again, that tree down on the dark line. And, obviously, enormous credit to our crews who are out in appalling conditions uh, around the network to try to keep uh, the services operational uh, and, obviously, to evaluate just the, the, the safety of operation, Uh with high winds and with flood events uh, around the network today.
1: Barry, thank you very much for the situation with buses. We're joined now by Alan Parker, Bus Aaron's Chief Customer Officer. Good morning, Alan.
16: Good morning, Clarence. How so are
1: you? What services are cancelled or, or are any cancelled?
16: No, we have, I suppose, in the areas where there's red warnings, so that would be Cork and Kerry, we've suspended all our services for the full day, given the, the length of the red warning from 6am to 9pm. So no services in Cork or Kerry are running. Uh, and then, Clare, from from 1 p.m. onwards in in County uh, Clare, we'll be suspending all services as well due to the red weather warning. So they're running at the minute, but in Clare, they will be suspended from from 1 p.m. I think on the uh, all other services on the sort of the, the scheduled services are operating, and we're continuing continuing to monitor, I suppose, as the storm progresses, and we'll be updating updating our customers on uh, busaran.ie. And of the, course, the,
1: the, Alan, no school services in the 12 counties that are in the red or orange zone.
16: That, that's it exactly. I was going to say, yeah, all school services cancelled anywhere where there's a red or orange stone. So, so, no school services running uh, in those areas.
1: Yeah. Okay. What about preemptive action? I mean, looking at what may happen along uh, Salt Hill, for example, in, in Galway, have you made any changes based on what you might see in the coming hours?
16: I think, I suppose, the the key preemptive, Claire, was was sort of Cork and Kerry cancelling uh, all services where the the warnings were read in relation to what's what's likely to come up. uh, I know the the promenade uh, was closed, Salt Hill. That is now opened again Uh, and again. So we we had diversions in place this morning uh, and we will do that again if if the promenade closes. I think the the teams around the country are doing a great job just monitoring monitoring sort of the impact. and, And we will have... I uh, suspect service uh, delays and cancellations as the day goes on. We've seen a couple of trees come down impacting service, uh, some specific services. So, look, watching the, watching the situation very closely and okay. we'll update, uh, update as best we
1: can. Where can people find those updates, Alan?
16: Uh, best to get the updates is on Busairn on the website on busaaron.ie. Okay. We'll be
1: updating um, that continuously. Alan, thank you very much indeed for bringing us up to speed there. Uh, Michal O'Toole, Operations Manager with the Irish Coast Guard, is with us now. Good morning, Mihal. Good morning Claire. Obviously you're warning people and, and you and your colleagues have been all day to stay away from coastal areas. Have you had any incidents so far?
17: Well, thankfully, uh, Claire. to this point, um, things have been uh, have been relatively quiet. We have had one or two incidents where we've assisted uh, the other emergency services, the other principal response agencies. But at present, we're very happy to report that, that things are relatively quiet in terms of uh, responding to incidents of distress or people in, in difficulty on the coast. Um, so in terms of that, I suppose the Coast Guard would just like to thank the members of the public in terms of their vigilance and the precautionary approach they're taking uh, and not in attending and avoiding uh, the coast and exposed areas at the moment.
1: And for you of course the big concern is that people might think that things are quiet out there and then suddenly you have a resurgence of the gusts and people are in trouble very quickly.
17: Well, indeed, Claire. I think listening to your programme this morning, and, and Jerry there from Ed Aaron has emphasised it, you know, this is quite a significant and severe weather event. Uh, and it's very dynamic as, as the storm crosses the country today and indeed in tomorrow, the next 12 hours. You know, there will be very dynamic and, and changing quite severe uh, and risky weather conditions. And I suppose from the Coast Guard's perspective, our key message again is, is you know, for people to avoid these exposed areas, people may assume that they have uh, strong local knowledge around a particular headland or sure shore uh, but given these very dynamic changeable conditions we would just ask and again you know echoing what the minister said earlier in your program you know that very precautionary approach and, and to avoid those areas and um, i think we cannot make any assumptions uh, in terms of of the weather uh, at the moment and for the next 12 to 24 hours yeah,
1: and the big issue of course is the coast guard being called out when your services might be needed somewhere else isn't that the case
17: well, indeed, you know, in the Coast Guard, along with the other emergency services and indeed within the Irish Coast Guard, we're very fortunate to have full-time responders and indeed we have our Coast Guard volunteer services, similarly volunteer units and similarly we have other voluntary organisations in Ireland, such as the Royal National Lifeboat Institution and, and Community Rescue Boats Ireland and, you know, across that very experienced and professional resource, we are standing poised, ready uh, to respond. But I think the message again is that precautionary piece, you know that uh, obviously the responders are ready they're, they're prepared to go but if, if those responses can be avoidable uh, and, and avoided, that, that's probably the key thing in terms of, of the public message you know the Coast Guard also provides additional services to to the uh, the National uh, the HSE and, and to the National Ambulance Service in terms of uh, yeah, so it's hospital a, it's, so, it's a busy you know, busy time. Avoid, yeah. Indeed, if, if we can avoid okay. uh, maybe tasking uh, tasking two instances that are unnecessary that, that, that would be would be would be optimal from our perspective. Mihal, thank and you
1: very much for, for uh, just your, finally for your time, just yeah. maybe a,
17: a parting message. Um, just to all members of the public, if they do see someone in difficulty along the coast, just please do not hesitate to ring uh, to call 999 or 112 and, and ask for the Irish Coast Guard. And thanks, Claire.
1: Good stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Mihal O'Toole, Operations Manager with the Irish Coast Guard. I'm joined now by Paddy Common, who's Head of Communications at AA. Thanks for speaking to us this morning, Paddy. Where are you seeing the most significant impacts on the roads around the country?
18: Well, thankfully, Claire, our patrols at the moment haven't been called out to too many floods. Um, or damaged as a result of floods. But obviously, as you've heard from your reports earlier, Cork seems to be suffering the most in terms of uh, flooding earlier on. And, and but, but look, it's widespread across the country in terms of fallen trees and fallen power lines. So, so really, look, the advice we would have for people is, is really, obviously, don't travel if you, if you can avoid it. But if you do, try and avoid country roads and country lanes. These are the areas that are most affected by fallen trees, fallen power lines. And also, uh, with flooding as well, I suppose we would be very mindful of, of, of aquaplaning, and that's a, a situation where a layer of water comes between the road and your tyres, and that can be very dangerous, So, and that can happen quite readily. Um, a couple of things just on that, Claire, that we would say is that, you know, if that does happen to you, it is counterintuitive, but don't hit the brakes, let the car slow down naturally, and, and try not to steer too rapidly, because that's how the car will lose control. We'd also say to people as well, you know, don't rely 100% on your mobile phone because in storm conditions, that could be something that that goes out. So do just let people know where you're going. Let, you know, give people some advance notice. Look, I'm coming to you. I should be there by one o'clock and I'm going to take this route because that's just a practical bit of safety advice. If you did, you know, if you weren't able to use your... Um, to your phone then that would be um, uh, you know at least some people would know where you are and
1: be able to find you so a couple of things that people can bear in mind Okay and when it comes to your lights what sort of lights should you be using?
18: Oh just keep your, keep your normal dipped lights on Don't, don't you know? don't put your full beams on but it's good practice during these during winter conditions to leave those on anyway some modern cars have an auto function. If you have that, just leave those on as well. Don't, obviously, don't use your fog lights unless it, it is foggy, which it isn't at the moment. So, um, But yeah, do keep your lights on as, um, during the day.
1: And the common sense bit is don't go out unless you really have to. If you're in one of the uh, orange zones, certainly in one of the red zones, you shouldn't be out at all. Paddy, thanks so much, Paddy. Common there, Head of Communications at AA. Duncan Graham is Managing Director of Retail Excellence. Good morning, Duncan. Morning Claire. So we heard last night that several supermarkets are closed in Cork and Kerry all day today. Others are closed for a number of hours in Clare a little bit later on. How big is the impact on retail would you say, Duncan?
19: Yeah, look, it's it's really difficult, isn't it? It feels like the gods are conspiring against us this Christmas. Uh, As you say, uh Cork and Kerry very definitely closed um, as the red warning code goes through uh, for most of today. Clare will be closed from this afternoon. I think most businesses are uh, are pulling down the shutters around lunchtime um, and and waiting for this to pass. Um, You know, this time of the year, it was something like about 200 million uh, euros plus of business to be had on an average day. So some of that business will come back at other points of the week, but clearly, you know, that puts pressure points on. So I suspect what's really going to happen here, Claire, today is that people will stay inside and that there'll be a lot of business done online. And of course, you know, the encouragement is if you're going online, go online with an Irish retailer, but it's certainly going to uh, impact retail quite significantly Mm. today.
1: And maybe don't expect delivery today or tomorrow, especially if you're doing your supermarket shopping, because those uh, delivery drivers may be putting themselves at risk too.
19: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about health and safety today. And I suspect in most, you know, those red zone parts of the country that uh, delivery drivers will be uh, will be staying indoors. Um, But look, you know, the supply chain is very robust. And um, I would expect, uh, even though this is forecast to be going on for over 24 hours, I do expect that within sort of 24 to 36 hours that supply chains will be back up and running and that red will be on the shelves and things like that. So I don't think there's any need to yeah, panic. There's at the no moment. need to
1: panic by. OK, uh, thank you very much, uh, Duncan. Jerry Murphy is still with the senior forecaster with Metair. And Jerry, you've been listening to all of that. People are getting ready. They're perhaps not seeing the impact yet. They've seen it in some parts of the country. But as you've been telling us all morning, it is coming.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes, Claire. Um It's a very dynamic situation because the storm centre is moving across the country um, and therefore the wind directions, the wind speeds will change at, at different times. So uh, once again, I reiterate to please heed the warnings and check the specific warnings for your area. Now, there is one other very important point that I would like to make, which is that Naturally, we've focused very much so far on the areas with the orange warnings and the red warnings. But remember, for the rest of the country, there are yellow warnings in operation. Now, as the eye of the storm moves across the country um, this afternoon, parts of the Midlands and the northern half of the country will actually have relatively light winds compared to the coastal areas. However, as we go through tonight those northwesterly winds will become established so really early tonight from about 8pm onwards the south midlands will start to see the northwesterly winds picking up significantly still within the yellow uh, the yellow band in terms of warnings but noticeably stronger than what they will have been during the day. And then as you move further on into the night to about, we say, 10pm, then we're talking up through counties like um, uh, East Galway, Offaly, Roscommon, and on then towards midnight up through Westmeath, Cavan, Monaghan. That's when those counties are going to then really feel um, very strong winds. And uh, the thing about these counties is um, the the infrastructure, the orography, etc., is not, naturally set up for very strong winds like it would be in a coastal area. So this will still be a very very noticeable storm tonight in the inland counties which will get away relatively lightly during the okay, day.
1: OK, that's important for people in those yellow areas to, to note that from about 8pm or 10pm. Yeah,
2: it, it, it sort of drifts more further north. So okay. but 8pm, uh, this is an arbitrary time so keep in check with the warnings all the time but this, this evening early tonight in more the South Midlands and the Midlands and then, and then on pushing on up then towards the 10pm towards midnight then on up to Westmead, Cavan Monaghan uh, and on into Ulster, The these areas. So the the inland kind counties which may get away relatively lightly during the day are going to experience very windy conditions as we go through tonight.
1: Later on. Well uh, John Sweeney climatologist at Monmouth University is on the line now listening to all of that. John good morning to you.
20: Good morning, Claire.
1: So the Climate Minister, Eamon Ryan, uh, told Ortiz Tommy Meskell this morning that the weather is getting stormier due, due to climate change. We've seen over several years, several storms. This is a bad one, he said. Is he right? And are we going to see more or less these types of weather events in Ireland on a very regular basis now?
20: Well, I think there is a a fundamental distinction between the storm we're seeing now and some of the storms, perhaps, that you might be thinking of, storms like Ophelia, Lorenzo, which were really wayward um, hurricanes that went the wrong way across the Atlantic. What we're seeing now is a classic winter storm, really, which has formed off the Newfoundland coast, really. And uh, it's much more, I suppose, in tune with the kind of storms we've seen in winter in the past, like Storm Darwin in 2014, even Storm Desmond uh, and the the cycle of storms has a sort of cycle of its own, which may be not necessarily driven yet strongly by climate change. Uh, we know, for example, that the, there are periods of of, uh, of oceanic cycles that, that that influence storm frequencies. But really, I think we have to also agree that the Atlantic is about a half a degree warmer at the moment, so there's more energy going into storms. There's more water vapor going into the storms. That, are created. And I think what uh, is valid and that we can say is that we're going to perhaps see more extreme events of this nature in the future. Um, It may well be, as as the IPC have said, that we're seeing the once in a 50-year event occurring maybe once every 10 years. But I think we shouldn't read too much into this individual storm because this has simply exploded if you like, convectively because of the orientation of the jet streams over Ireland, it means that it's deepening in our own backyard rather than out in the Atlantic. And we've seen that happen before and we will see it happen again independently of any climate change influence. So I think we just have to accept that these are part and parcel of Irish climate. They may well become more frequent in the future. They may well become more severe in the future. But I think, uh, you know, we we, we can't label this individual event strongly as indicative of something that we're going to see necessarily happening on a much more regular basis in, in, the, in the coming few years at least.
1: One of the advantages that we have now that has improved a lot is our ability to forecast this and I'm saying this as Jerry Murphy is sitting in front of me but it, it really is an advantage in that we can prepare somewhat for events like these.
20: We can, and and that is an extremely important asset that we have. I mean, congratulations to I mean, this. Events of today have been forecast four or five days in advance. People have a chance to prepare. They've had a chance to protect. And in particular, I'm thinking of of those people in the southwest Peninsula, where the storm surge uh, with a southwesterly wind gets funneled up into places like Bantry, into places like Kenmare, into places like Tralee Bay. Uh, And those places Really, will value the kind of forecast advances that have been made in the past few years, uh, and indeed Met Ayrin's advice, which you should really formally follow very closely, indeed, because it has pinpointed almost exactly where the pressure points are when the problems will occur. So I think you know the advice is really to listen very carefully to what Gerry is saying and what Met Ayrin is saying today, because things will change during the day, as he said. And although we've seen for example, um, storm gusts of over 130 kilometres an hour in places like Sherkin Island, that's now beginning to move into other parts of the country and we'll see those kinds of problems emerging elsewhere as the day proceeds. But I think the message is protect um, be very careful. Stay indoors. Uh, don't go near the coast at all costs. Because I mean, you don't want to take any chances with a deep, deep storm of this nature.
1: Absolutely, John. Thank you very much for your time this morning, John Sweeney, climatologist at Maynooth University. Jerry Murphy is back with us from Met Air. And So, Jerry, what's the latest on Storm Barra?
2: Well Stonebar is progressing really as we have expected. The winds are now very strong in uh, the southwest of the country. At ten AM there we had a wind gust of one hundred and thirty kilometers per hour at Valencia Observatory in Karasaiveen. And really these uh, very very strong westerly winds are going to persist really in west in Munster for the rest of the afternoon this evening and then the really strong winds will push up further to the west of the country. I suppose before I go to that though, um, it's best to think briefly about the east of the country because the orange warning is still in place for the early afternoon for eastern coastal counties and so we can expect strong southerly winds to continue for the next couple of hours in the east and as well as that high tide up along the east coast will take place around between around 1 to one thirty pm and that's when there is the risk of localised flooding in the east. But later on in the afternoon things will uh, or much of East Leinster things will be uh, not will be quieter. Okay. The, the winds will be that bit lighter. But you're expecting but things to change um, but then for the rest That's of the country, well. for Munster in particular, this afternoon will be very windy and stormy, especially the western half of Munster. And then this evening, Connacht, and then passing on up through to the northwest as we go through tonight. And then, as I said as well, uh, areas in parts of the Midlands, which will have relatively light winds during the afternoon. As we go through uh, this evening, tonight, those places will become very windy as well.
1: Okay, Jerry, thank you so much for being with us right throughout the morning. Jerry Murphy there from Metairn.